two, one. Delighted to be joined by Dan Fred from RT Sports to look ahead to round five uh, of the Alliance Hurling Leagues. Um, Darren, I suppose, really looking at the Hurling Leagues, um, I suppose, apart from the bright spark of Antrim, most of these games realistically have been glorified challenge matches. Well, Paul, it's been a strange summer so far. It's even, it's even weird saying that, isn't it? Because you're, you're so used to saying the springtime. I, I, I don't know what to make of it, to be honest. I really don't. Uh, I am glad we're, we're playing the league in its condensed form. It's great to have games that, you know, we can kind of get a feel for things and who's going well and who's not. But I think it's strange for the teams themselves as well. And I've been talking to one or two people involved and, um, you know, a lot of these teams, they don't know where they're at themselves and they're using the league to find out where they are in terms of fitness, um, uh, players wise trying to find a player to every team will try and find a player to to bring through to the summer uh, whether they're a starter or not it doesn't really matter but they're always looking for someone and um, I think the results there's been some great games um, there's some been great performances um, but at the end of the day I, I I don't think any team is really bothered about winning the thing if there can be a winner this year maybe joint winners I think they're just using it to find a bit of momentum and to find a bit of form and to find out where they are themselves. But um, in terms of tactics and results, and I, I wouldn't read too much into it, to be honest. No, you're spot on there. And from being involved, I suppose, with RT, um, Hurland's obviously got bad press in the last few weeks. And it's mad to think because a few months ago, we were all just hoping for games to be back and have some sort of action. And now... According to some people, the game of hurling's ruined. Like, from from being involved with RD, is have you took much notice to that when you are in the studio in RD on Sundays? Look, I think uh, there are newspaper pages to be filled, and uh, bulletins on the radio, and programs on the television to be filmed, uh, filled. So, so people will always look to fill that kind of void. I I don't read too much into it. I think. Okay, there's two points here, isn't there? The first one is the refereeing and the advantage rule, Paul. And I, I, I think, you know, referees were in a really difficult position. Usually you'd have some form of competition or run in for this rule for people to see it and get used to it. So referees were having to get used to it, the players were having to get used to the media, managers, the public watching on television. So I think that kind of clouded the first couple of weeks of the league. And, and you know some of the like the rule itself. I, I I think I think the powers that be will reflect on it. I think they have reflected on it, and I think it there's, they're letting a lot more go in the last week or two. So I think that kind of confused the issue and definitely took from the game of hurling. Uh, and then the second one is the high scores, but you know there is a lot of scoring. Uh, but but I think these are glorified challenge matches and. In, in, in a challenge match, a team is never going to show their full hand, are they? Like, I can't see, you know, Limerick from last weekend, the way they were coughing up goal-scoring opportunities, maybe five or six to Cork. Can you see that happen in a championship match? You know, I can't. Um, I think 
the championship is going to be a lot cagier affair. I think teams are holding back in terms of personnel. Like I don't Limerick haven't feel it their strongest team yet. Um, maybe they will this weekend just to get an eye on them. But I certainly think you know the championship last year was brilliant, and I, I expect it to be the very same again. And I, I think some of these this talk is a bit overblown at the minute. But I'm, I'm certainly not getting down a hurling yet, and uh, I'm not reading too much into these league games. Is the weight of the slitter an issue for you at all? Well, I, I think if the reason why it's a bit of a debate at the minute is because, you know, uh, in terms of a general standard, isn't it? And I was listening to a great interview, actually, with um, James Skell, the former Galway goalkeeper, and he thinks... It's actually the, the size of the boss and the hurl that is, is nearly a bigger issue. And it, it's a fair point because they're just, if, I, I'm, a, I'm very involved with underage uh, camogie and hurling. And even if you look at a kid's hurl from the one I started playing with, the boss has become so big and it's, it's helping players at all levels to hit the ball further. So I think, you know, the, I think the slither, you know, maybe something will have to be done about that. And, and, you know, it, you know, you can control that. But I think if you're going to go and look at the slither, I think you need to look at the hurlies as well. I, I think that is a, a, a big, a big, big issue. And there's no standard practice when it comes to this. Like some of the, the boss on, on these hurlies, you know, they're kind of nearly like goalkeeper <laughs> boss, aren't they? Some of them. So uh, maybe it's time at the end of the season, maybe to have a look at all that again. And, but, 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 but it'll, I'm not, I don't think we should panic either. Um, like I like the fact that there's lots of scores. You know, I, I love the fact that guys are, you know, they're scoring from their own half back line. You know, brilliant, brilliant skill. But you know, maybe at the end of the season, let's see how the summer goes. It's been a strange year, last 12, 18 months. Uh, let's see how the summer goes and and, and maybe uh, maybe maybe look at a, a standard across the, the board, both the slither and the hurley sticks as well. And with the Hurling Leagues this year, there's going to be no um, league finals um, and the relegation playoff for Division 1 is going to be played later on in the year. And like, only recording the football podcast uh, last night as well with there being no league finals in some divisions. For players, it'd have to be hard, be hard for them as well because some players do actually value a national Hurling League titles or, or football as well. Yeah, we're just speaking from a personal perspective, Paul. A guy actually put great emphasis on the Allianz Leagues. I think they're an absolutely terrific competition, both football and hurling. And, you know, I'd say they're even, you know, if you're talking about growing the sport in terms of Gaelic football and hurling, you know, even they're nearly more significant in the lower reaches of it than they are at the very top. And, you know, this is, you know, if you take... Take Offaly this year. I, I think they've actually been a great story and it's kind of gone under the radar a little bit and, um, you know, a traditional power. And I think everyone in Hurling wants to see them back up there. But they've used the league to their advantage. You know, they put a huge emphasis on it to try and get back up there. They want to be back competing with teams in Division 1 and they will be doing that now. Um, you know, there's no point throwing them in at the deep end at the minute into the championship and getting... You know, say they draw a Wexford or a Kilkenny in the Leinster Championship and they get well beaten in the first round and it sets them back. You know, so I think, you know, there has to be an importance put on the league 
And you could say the same for Gaelic football. Look at what Clare have done under Colin Collins. And, you know, it's not um, an overnight thing. You know, they've been working on this for the last five, six, seven years, I think Colin has been involved. But he's used the league, so of Tipperary footballers. So I'm a bit disappointed. Like, I'm not going to come on here with you and start lashing into the GAA because it's been uh, the most bizarre 12 months like we're ever, ever going to see. And I think they've done an amazing job in terms of keeping the show on the road, um, you know, organizing competitions, you know, w- with so much uncertainty. Um, and, and they've done a fine job. I just, I'm, I'm a bit disappointed that there's no finals because, you know, I think it devalues the competition. And I'm disappointed with that because I, 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 I have to say I'm a huge fan of the, the leagues and they generate great competition. I think what's, you know, in terms of a competition, probably nearly better than the championship, isn't it? Because it's, um, it, it, it's teams on the same level competing against each other week in, week out. And we don't always have that in the championship, especially in Gaelic football. And um, there could be a, a few big scores in the early rounds. But uh, a bit of a disappointment. I'd love it if they had found just even an extra week and, and just play off the finals and, you know, get them done. I think when you look back, if you're looking on your Wikipedia page and you see the Roll of Honour and you see 2021 and, you know, joint winners or whatever, uh, not for me. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you there. But we're to look at some of the action um, in Division 1B on Saturday, a game that's intriguing here is Wexford and Dublin because it's just impossible to know where both of these sides are at. Yeah, it's a tricky one. Uh, and it's a big one for both counties, actually. Um, big one. Uh, they have huge games coming up in the Championship. And... Uh, I think they'll both want to win that one and just, you know, draw a marker. It's funny, isn't it? Um, before Davy Fitz came into Wexford, you know, Dublin were, you know, the team beating them every year. I, I think before Davy, that year, before he came in late that year, was it 2016? They played in the championship. Dublin won well, you know, like it wasn't double digits, but it was close to it. It was a Leinster quarterfinal, I think. But since Davies come in, they haven't lost to Dublin in any competition. Um, so uh, Wexford are on the rise. Uh, Dublin, you know, maybe haven't been as competitive as they would have liked in the last year or two. But it's it's going to be a, 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 a difficult game, I think, to predict. I think Wexford won't want to leave this one after. They have had a lot of stuff going on, haven't they? On and off the field. You know, I think the stuff with the COVID, you know, it was just a bit of a... You know, I'm not going to point the finger here and kind of say who was right and who was wrong, but it was just PR-wise was handled badly. And, um, you know, I, I, I think it did set them back. They might admit to it, but definitely left a bad taste. Uh, and then to go up to Corrigan Park and, you know, knock at the win, like that, that, that would, even though it was a draw, would have been seen as a loss. And then Davey getting the stand. So I'd expect them to come out fighting at the weekend. Yeah, like Wexford, I suppose, since that Leinster title, it's been a bit of underachievement. They look like a side that are tiring and maybe stuff isn't going right for them. But like, even Leash haven't won a game yet, but still, like, they like this game is vital for them this weekend now, heading into the championship and Dublin in the same way because like they had chances against Clare, but lost out in the end, similar enough to Wexford as well. Mm. 
I think Dublin are actually moving in the right direction in, in terms of this year. Start off really slow, but just their performance have been a bit more consistent, haven't they, over the last couple of weeks? And I think they're, they're growing. Uh, I just, I'm not sure where Wexford are at at the minute. I really don't. And I, I just wonder, has all this off the field stuff, has it kind of impacted on them a little bit? I, I don't know. Like, I still think, I still think that they are, they, they could be a force. Uh, they, they, you know, I'm not going like, to, I expect them to beat Leash in the championship, but that game against Kilkenny, like, it is huge. It is so big. It's, um, you know, there's so much at stake for, for both teams. Uh, I know this is a, a league preview, not a championship preview, but I think that Wexford will, will want to be winning at the weekend just to kind of, you know, take a, a proper step forward in terms of the championship and have something to build on because, yeah, they've been very inconsistent. Like, really, even last year, I thought they started the year really well. Like, it was, I thought the great performance against Leash to put them to the sword the first day out, um, and, and given what had happened last year, I just think they've a, a lot more to prove. I, I don't know. The players just seem to haven't seem to have turned it on yet this year. Um, but let's see. What well, the next few weeks is massive for them because they've done amazing work the last three four years under Davy. They've been building, building, and um, you know they were all Ireland contenders. I think they're just outside the that bracket at the minute. But you know if they could get a couple of wins and and get a big win in Leinster in a couple of weeks' time, they're back up there and they're, you know, no team likes playing them. Yeah, and for Dublin, obviously, last year wasn't uh, the best year, but they still nearly uh, Becky Kenny last year, but and then Beck Galway and lost the leash the year before that. They really need to drive it on. And it was interesting enough to see Matty Kenny rest Liam Rush last weekend um, because he looks like a player who's nearly going back to his best. And if they can get a lot out of Liam Rush, it could be the difference in Dublin going fair this year. Yeah, look, Paul, I think he is actually one of the best players in, in the country. You know, when he's on form, he is, he, I think he could, he, he'd, he'd get on any team, you know. Um, he's he's a special, special talent. And, um, you know, I, I'd love to see Dublin get the most out of them. Um, I, I really would. And, you know, I think hurling needs Dublin. I, I it needs to be competitive, and I know they've been a bit, they've been a bit up and down to be honest. And I'd love to see them maybe find a bit more consistency. Like, make no mistake about it. Like, you know, beating Galway in Parnell Park, you know, like that was a huge result for them, massive result in terms of the championship. But they just haven't really built on that. I, I was at the game against Kilkenny last year in Crow Park, and oh, it was a weird game, a really weird game. Um, obviously no crowds there which made it even weirder but you know Kilkenny built up this big lead at half time and god they were lucky to hang on then at the end but you know there's a bit of something uh, there's great character in, in the Dublin camp and you know we can't you have to factor in as well what Matty has done Matty Kenny has done with, with Kula like he's a proven winner and you know he was part of a management team as well that did really well with Galway and just missed out on, on a couple of All-Irelands so you know they probably just need to get a bit of luck uh, and probably like Wexford this weekend they're just looking for you know sometimes teams I've spoken to managers before that have gone on to do really well and win All-Irelands and sometimes you need to just find a little spark and, and sometimes that happens in the league 
where just something happens or you, there's a particular vibe of the dressing room where you beat someone and it just, it kind of sets it off then for the rest of the year. And it's just that little spark of momentum and it can bring great belief and confidence. And that's why this game is so big at the weekend, I think. Yeah, it's a massive game, but do you think, I suppose, with the game on in Wexford Park and how strong the breeze can be down there at the best of days could be just a slight advantage for Wexford this weekend? Yeah, I definitely give the advantage to Wexford. Make no mistake about it. I think they have a huge point to prove. Um, it's not about... I know um, Wexford are running and all Dublin can still finish second and look it'd be nice for them to do that but I, I just think this is all about finding momentum and, and finding a performance more so than the result so you know I, I think it's all about a performance I, I really fancy Wexford I think home advantage even without the crowd is huge you know that's their home um, always a tricky ground as well with the weather it kind of reminds me of Pierce Stadium and it's just up on that a big hill there and um, you know there's <laughs> always a draft coming through it um, but yeah, like I definitely, I definitely make them favourites, and I think they will get the job done as well. I think, I think there's a lot on the line here, um, for them, and I, 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 I fancy them to get the job done. The next game, um, Antrim versus Leash in Corrigan Park. I'd say this is the last place Leash wanted to be going, really, because we've seen how tricky Corrigan Park is, and especially with the Antrim crowd back now, which. Just gives them a massive boost. Yeah, what did, did Brenda Cummins uh, last Sunday night on the telly he was talking about Galatasaray and the, yeah. the Ali Sami Yen <laughs> venue? But first of all, the home advantage, Corrigan Park. The crowd definitely has made a difference. It like, what was it, 500 or, or so there the last couple of matches? But like, you can hear the crowd. We, we've had coverage of the matches on the radio and it's been great games, but the crowd is really vocal. I know it's only 500, but it's definitely given the lads a lift. Definitely given them a lift. So I think it's a massive advantage. But I also think Antrim are playing really great stuff. Uh, I've been really, really impressed. I'm actually thrilled for them that they're back up there because um, I've, I've been up there before myself over the years. And, and it's a funny place, as in if you go to the glens and you talk to people there, like I, I remember going up there a few years ago and I, I don't know what I was doing. I was doing something for work, but I, I was visiting a, a club or whatever. And um, I told them where I was from in East Galway and straight away they knew East Galway hurling. And then I said, I'm like, my club is originally Giltormer. And um, like I had, they, they were so into it, Paul. They were telling me stuff about Kiltormer that I barely knew myself. They were just so zoned into it. They were so educated on the game of hurling, so passionate about it. And, you know, I remember at the time the kids were there. They were all, there was an adult game on and then or adult training or something. And the kids, every one of them had hurls in the hand. Like, they're just so into it. And I'm delighted for them. Um, and then just the team themselves, I, I love, you have to acknowledge the work being done there by Darren Gleeson, the management team really top job but what they're always going to get from the players is buy-in because they're just so into it and um, what's what's been impressive is the fact that you know they got the win against Clare and if you listen to any of the interviews that they did after that game there wasn't you know like it would have been only natural you know take a scallop like that to get a bit excited about it but the sound bites were all you know it's just one win 
next next up and um they weren't getting carried away with that one win and then you saw what happened then with Wexford and you know getting the draw like real character that day to claw that one out and oh they deserved it didn't they um they've been a breath of fresh air kind of mentioned awfully earlier on I'd love to see the likes of Antrim and and, and Offaly and and these teams you know they, they should be competing at the highest level uh, they've got they bring so much to it and um I'm glad they're going so well and you know, I, I God, I definitely fancy them at the weekend against Leash. Their depth, though, for Antrim, it's been questioned, like, of going to the next level, would they have the depth to compete? And it's remarkable when you think about it, because Kieran Clark there, who got hurt of the month when he came on against Wexford, their captain from the Joe McDonough last year, Conor McCann, uh, I think he was injured the last day. And, like, they're two stair forwards, and they're still able to cope and compete with Wexford. So it's just showing it's remarkable. And, even to have an Ulster team in the championship, as you've been saying, it's it's just a breath of fresh air, really, because the GA needs more teams in Ulster competing. Yeah, and like how many for how many years were they reliant there, like of the likes of McManus and stuff, you know? Um, but they're not anymore. Sure, he's you know he's in another team as well. Actually, missed a lot of last year with injury, so they're. What they've done is they've just developed a, a bigger pool, you know. Um, I, 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 I take it back into my own humble experience of just with, with um, coaching kids, you know, an underage football or hurling, you know, a team that is reliant on two or three good players to get you over the line. As you get older and, and move up through the levels, you're, you're going to be cut out eventually. You can't rely on two or three. So you have to develop a, a wider uh, pool. And I think, I think the teams that that you know the, they're 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 doing that now. You know the likes of Anoffley and, and and Antrim. I think they're developing squads because this is a squad game. Um, what I what I would like to say, actually, is there was some talk of it a couple of years ago, and I would love the GAA to to look at this because we're mentioning Offaly and Antrim here, but there's been other counties as well have done phenomenal work, like, and they're equally into the game. In, in pockets in these counties. And I'm talking about the likes of Carlo, uh, Westmead, Leash. I'd love for them to be actually in the senior championship, the Lee McCarthy. And I'd, I'd, I'd love if they review that idea. Like there was a bit of momentum for, you know, expanding maybe the Leinster Hurling Championship into two pools. Um, and, and giving these teams more opportunity to play the, the, better, the better sides. And, and like the... I see, you see what's happened Carlo this year like they they brought so many I, I, honestly over the last four or five years they pulled off some great results in the league and in the championship as well and just the performances have been brilliant and in Carlo I think it's what is it three clubs their, their whole pick is from but I actually think it's a little bit sad and I'm not condescending here to them but they were relegated to division 2A and they've really struggled this year and I think that's actually a pity because all the momentum and good work that was that probably took three or four years to build up, you know, not, not that it's lost, but just maybe there was a sense of deflation when they went down and, you know, back to square one again. I'd just love to see a bit more encouragement for those teams. And Kerry as well, you know, I think they're, they're like, they've been really consistent the last four or five years, maybe without getting the big, huge breakthrough, but they're knocking on the door as well. I'd, I'd love to see... You know, the likes of 
those teams that are doing the great work to be rewarded a little bit and to have some sort of window. You know, I don't know whether they're playing in their own their own little divisional round, maybe, but that they have an opportunity to compete for the Lee McCarthy and, and get a couple of games against, you know, let them build up their head of steam and then, you know, they get to they, they get to take on, you know, the likes of a Galway or, you know, a Wexford or Dublin. You know, I think it's the only way for them to progress. So that's been a big thing I've been thinking about over the, the course of the league, when I, especially in Division 2A there, when I see so much work being done by Antrim, Offaly and, um, and, and Kerry as well. But then to see Carlos slide a little bit like that. Westmead, I know it, the league hasn't gone well for them, Paul, but they're doing incredible work. They are doing savage work and they're bringing in a lot of specialised coaches in there as well. And I think, you know, OK, results aren't going well, but let's not get too bogged down on that, you know, and, and kind of encourage them. They want to progress. They want to develop. And I'd, I'd love if, if they were given a bit more support on that front. Yeah, it's, it's a tough one when you see Antrim competing and then you see Westmead getting hammerings. But I suppose the thing when you look at Westmead is they'll go down to 2A and they might come back up and then they could go back down. So I suppose if there could be a bit more stability for them teams that do come up because if they're just going to be the yo-yo teams all the time, it's not going to help them. No, no. And, um, you know, I think they're getting some trimmings. I think the average losses for them are like, you know, 20, 22 points. And that's not great. You know, it's it's not great. Um, but like, there's been a lot of work gone into it. And um, I think it's a pity the way it's ended up for them, you know, and they have a big game as well this weekend. And I know they want to go out on a high, but like just, I, ju- I just think the way that the momentum of those, I always say momentum is huge in sport, any sport. And if it's not going well, you're kind of on that road then, aren't you? And it's very hard to get off it. Um, but I'd love, uh, yeah, I'd love to just see more support for, for the likes of them. Uh, that that all that build up and work over the last three, four years, that it's not lost. And like these teams, like I mentioned Carlo there, um, Antrim, like even, it's just, I, it's a pity that it's lost. Like if you think about it, I think down beat Offaly, in a shootout in the Joe McDonough Cup, Christy Ring. Christy Ring last year. Great, like, tri- but look at how awfully then have, you know, they've turned that around and they've gone up and they had a big win over them at the weekend. So there's some great work going on. That's the point I'm trying to make. And it must be deflating for the likes of Wexford then to have the year they've had. And, and even Leash as well, like, you know, like Eddie Brennan did great work there. Cheddar did it before him. He's back in now again. Um, and they're doing it without some of their best players, by the way, <laughs> you know, which is mental. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I don't know what the answer is, Paul, but I'd, I'd love to see them integrated a bit more in the, the Lee McCarthy Cup competition because it's just, it's something for them to target then, you know? Yeah, no, it's definitely hard. As you mentioned, there Cheddar coming back in, and so hard really for manager, new managers coming back in in the first year, another COVID era, and then for Leash to lose their star forward Mark Cavanagh this year to injury for the full year, it's 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 just a massive blow. And I suppose for them counties trying to make to step up to the next level, they can't be losing players like that. 
you can't lose your, your best players. You just can't, you know. And, you know, I think as well there's some fine hurlers in that county that aren't playing and involved in the squad for a variety of reasons. So what they've done is phenomenal. Uh, really is, like, Cheddar is large in life, what he, what he brings to it. And, you know, I think people outside the leash, they probably don't realise kind of what he... He's so invested in it, you know. Like, I know he's put his own money into it over the years to support that team when the, when the finances weren't there within the county. You know, he dipped into his own pocket, built him a gym. Um, you know, he lives for it. Um, I think, and I, I have to say, Eddie Brennan did a remarkable job going in there. And, and he gave a little glimpse to what's possible in Nice, I think. Um, I Like, I when I was growing up, in the 80s and 90s, like, now nah, nah, I know they weren't winning provincial titles or anything, but Leash were always there in the Leinster Championship and always competitive, you know. Um, they were always, they were always there, thereabouts, and maybe they didn't win a lot of games, but they, you know, they, they, they were always a, a tough nut to crack. Um, so, do you know what? I, I, I don't know what the, the solution is for Leash, but it's a pity. They've actually been playing great hurling, Paul. Like they've been playing, I, I wouldn't, without knocking Cheddar, I see what he's trying to do, but sometimes I think they're a little bit negative as in defensive. Um, and a couple of times they've been playing with the breeze and they're still in this kind of defensive formation. And I'd love to see him let them off the, the leash a little bit more, especially when you have the elements in your favour. I, I think there was the Wexford match the first day, it was on Wexford yeah. Park. And there was a strong breeze and they were kind of just sitting back a bit. But it's just, um, and the Wexford were doing the same, by the way. Um, but just, you know, let them play a bit more, maybe. But look, I look. it's easier for me to say that. Um, and they obviously have a game plan. Cheddar's a game plan and he's trying to, you know, it's more than just one or two games. He's kind of looking at the bigger picture. So maybe that's the best thing for them. Um, but um, certainly, I think there's a lot more to come from Leash. Um, I'm not sure it's going to come this year or not. It might take him another year or two. And he, need, he needs, as you said, he needs your best players there. Um, and, and injury and, and other reasons have kind of robbed them of that, which is a real shame. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a massive um, test for them. But the final game in that division uh, on Saturday at three as well, Clare and Kilkenny. And I suppose last year there was a lot of talk about Brian Cody and is he staying on too long? But you'd have to say Kilkenny are coming under the radar this year perfectly. Um, it's not much hype about them because they're in Division 1B and they're just coming along nicely at the moment. Oh, Brian is happy out. <laughs> He's happy out. He's happy out. Uh, yeah, they're flying it. They're going really well. And, um, you know, they're, what he's been doing as well is they're unbeaten, obviously, and they'll be joint winners at the very least. Um, but they'll be really happy with not just the wins, 100% record so far, but the performances have been really good. And he's had a chance to, to give players opportunities as well. Uh, so they're not reliant on TJ Reid. Like TJ, obviously, is phenomenal. And he'll have a, a big role to play in the championship this year. Um, but I think... Last year, they're probably too reliant on him, and maybe that's what caught them in the end. I think Brian's been trying to get the other guys to step up to the plate, and they've certainly done that in the league. And um, I, I, I think they have a big say this year. I really do. Um, 
and they're already looking at championship. You know, I think whatever happens at the weekend, you know, his eyes are fixed on maybe the possible meeting of, of Wexford and Wexford have it over Kenny at the minute in terms of, you know, championship. So I think uh, I, I'm expecting a big year from them. I think they're going to have a massive, massive year. And uh, yeah, they won't lose sleep if they lose at the weekend. I think Clare probably need that game more than, than Kenny. And you know, I, I'd probably nearly expect Clare to, to get something out of that actually, because they, they really need a win and a performance um, and then something to build on because it's been a difficult year for Clare. Really difficult year. Lots going on off the field. And I think, you know, we all would like to see that when, when they're on the song, Clare, like this team won in All-Ireland not so long ago, you know, a lot of these guys, 2013. And I, I, I actually thought they'd go on to win two or three more. Really did. Maybe two, another one. Um, just don't know what, what, why they haven't done that. Um, doesn't always happen that way though in sport, does it? Yeah, and as you mentioned, the Clare had a lot going on. But the one thing about Brian Lowen is Clare being nearly impressive in every game, but maybe just not finishing games out. And then he has been able to get some uh, talented youngsters like Aidan McCarthy, the last day of phenomenal. Colin Galvin's back, and he's definitely delighted to have Tony Kelly back as well. Yeah, Tony was he was outrageous again at the weekend, you know. Um, yeah, do you know what? I, I, and again, like I'm not in the camp or haven't been talking to her in the camp, but sometimes you look at what's going on outside and it has to impact on confidence, Paul. Like, but I think they're slowly but surely finding that confidence again. You know, when, you're, when your county is in the news for all the wrong reasons and it's not about the games, you know, it's very hard to keep that out of the camp. And I think they're listening to a lot of stuff going on in the media um you know a couple of results that game against Antrim that was a blow that probably set them back but I think they're trying to find confidence now again and I think they probably got a lot of confidence out of last weekend and I think this is it's 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 only the last round of the league for Clare it's a it's a glorified challenge match the weekend but I think I think if they could get a win against the team, the form team so far this year, I think it would give them the shot in the arm they need. And do you remember I was talking to you before earlier about kind of just finding the little spark? I think if, if they could do that at the weekend, it would give them some hope heading into the Munster Championship then and just something, they just need something desperately just to build on. The talent is there. And I just, from someone looking in from the outside, I just think maybe that confidence hasn't been there. I think it's coming slowly and sh but surely. But I just think um, they just need to find a little bit of confidence and and to start believing again. Like they have the players. Like they they definitely have the players. And and Brian Lowen is a great hurling man, and I really rate him as a manager. And I just think they just need to to find something to cling on to and just kind of keep that confidence going ahead of some bigger challenges coming up in the weeks ahead. Yeah, definitely be massive for Clare but I suppose we all know Kilkenny at this stage if it's a Walsh Cup or if it's a dead rubber they're going out to win it and like even Brian Cody's getting young to develop Adrian Mullen back and even young DJ Carey's son coming in this year as well so it's it's a fascinating tie but I suppose Kilkenny if they sniff any chance even of a 
giant winner's trophy that'd be altered. Oh God, look, so that's he's doing that for 20 years, you know. Uh yeah, they're just serial winners. It's just um spread into them. And like don't get me wrong, like uh, I, I know that they're not taking this game for granted and they're going down there with intentions to win. I may be suggesting that um, it, Claire really needs probably more than Gagenny, and that's why I, I, I think they might, they might try and get something out of it. Um, but yeah, like Brian is, he's phenomenal. Like I, the appetite just reminds me of someone like Alex Ferguson. I watched that documentary there the last week or two. Just this will to win, like it's just inbuilt, isn't it? And just the, the appetite just to keep it going it's um it's savage you know and uh yeah i don't think he's going anywhere soon brian <laughs> despite all the talk he's probably loving all that as well but if we uh move on to the games in division 1a at uh 145 on sunday um we're talking about westmead we've got harrens um they're playing limerick and this game just nearly suits Limerick perfectly going into championship. They'll get the job done. They probably won't put out their strongest team and they still should have too much for uh, Westmead. They will. They will have too much for Westmead and they will win this game. And I, I, I actually think he's going to feel, he might feel his strongest team, would you believe? I, I disagree with you there. I, I, I don't think he's done it yet this year. And I think just before championship, like their championship game is huge. It's in a couple of weeks' time. And Cork, you know, it was interesting last weekend, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. Just there's a lot of shadow boxing. Uh, Cork resting a lot of fellas. Um, played well. Created a lot of goal opportunities. There was definitely both teams were holding things back. But if you're a manager, wouldn't you like just to see your... That's why I think Cork will probably target this weekend as well in terms of just... Before you're before you want to play a big game, you just want to gather all your troops in and just see them in there together and just you know in the dressing room. And I I, I think I think I think Limerick might feel a strong team, um, and you know it's not going to be it's not going to be a, a pretty afternoon for Westmead. I'm afraid one way or the other, they're so strong, aren't they? And I think John Kiley actually, I thought he's very. Um, He's like he's brilliant. He is a brilliant guy. But I thought he was, I thought he was a bit um, twitchy or something in the area around the league. But I think maybe they were probably doing a lot of work away from the games, and they were probably playing. I know, I know they had a really prolonged break. Like they genuinely took a long break after winning the All Ireland, and you know maybe they were a bit behind the curve in terms of all the other teams. But like it was so not like John Kiley for him to be like giving out about the Galway lads, you know, simulating and stuff after that match in Salt Hill. Like that's just not John, you know? And I just, maybe he was just, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, maybe uh, just a bit, you know, uh, frustrated with how they were getting on and, and, you know, we're not privy to what was going on behind the scenes in terms of how their work has been going, but maybe, you know, just a bit nervous to see all the other teams maybe going well and, and they had yet to click, but it definitely clicked last weekend against Cork, so I think um, they're going to be, they are the team to beat. Uh, they really are. They're kind of out on their own for me a little bit still. I think 
there's two or three teams then behind them probably you could group them all in together but I think that um, Limerick are the team to be to be stopped and I don't think they're going to show Westmead any mercy at the weekend Yeah and even last weekend as you mentioned they gave away a few goal chances but even the depth of their squad um, last weekend like Colin Coughlin I suppose probably the story one of the stories of the league so far comes in at wing back he's doing his leaving cert and he just doesn't look out of place at all he didn't look out of place at all I honestly can you think back when you were doing your leaving cert and if, if uh, your, your county called you to that, like, how would you react to you? Uh, God he was so composed but I, I was talking to Anthony Daly there recently actually a few weeks back and he was talking to me about the work that's going on there behind the scenes in Limerick and has been for some time now. He was involved himself as juvenile director. They are, you know, this huge resource gone in there to developing these young fellas. They're getting proper coaching at a young age. And, you know, um, like he, he was telling me about a couple of games that he was involved in that, um, you know, they were taken out of the counties and just they weren't able to match them. Um, like, I don't think the hurling is set up that any one team will go on and dominate the way Dublin have in the, in the Gaelic football. I think it'd be really hard for any county to do that. I know Kilkenny did in the past. They're an exceptional group. And, but I think Limerick are, you know, they're, I, 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 they might win it every year, but I think they're going to be around for a long time with players like him coming through and, and other guys as well we haven't seen yet. I think, I think they, they, they have... They've, they, do you know what they've done? They've looked at the bigger picture. You know, I think a lot of counties sometimes look at the short-term view and let's get a team, competitive team here, whereas what they're doing, it's almost like what the All Blacks do. You know, they're looking at, they've looked at everything, the whole structure from, you know, nurseries right up and they put a really impressive structure in place. And, you know, you'd be sort of jealous of what they've done. Um, but I, I, I think they spent so many years in the doldrums. I just I really can't see that happening again. Uh, they have a lot of really good people in place as well. And the key to any team, Kilkenny did it as well, is, you know, just to have one or two players coming in like that every year. And, you know, they might be starting, but they're putting pressure on the lad ahead of them. And it keeps everyone honest. So, um, yeah, very impressive what they've done, isn't it? Yeah, no, definitely. And should be one-way traffic um, this weekend. I suppose a game that's fascinating here, Waterford coming up against Tip, Liam Cal versus Liam Sheedy, two Tip men on the line against each other. Um, so I suppose that's what makes it uh, more interesting between Waterford and Tip this weekend. Yeah, that's oh, fascinating. Um, and, and remember as well, like everyone thought, um, you know, Cal was going to be the next Tip manager. Do you remember? Yeah. And then Liam Sheedy was got the job at the eleventh hour, and look, that that decision proved right because they won their All Ireland title and they've done amazing work. So I think uh, the Waterford man is he's done some job. He has done some job. I have to say, uh, brilliant to see. It was a pity. What happened to them last year? You'd love for them to have to have the one county you really want them to get an All-Ireland under the belt at Waterford uh, came close last year and it's a massive year for them, massive, massive year and yeah, I'm interested to see if they can 
it's like the second season, isn't it? Can they build on, on the previous year? It's pretty hard to do that sometimes. But um, yeah, I think Liam Sheedy would actually be happy enough with Tip. Um, I don't think I don't think either team is going to be shown their full hand. I think you know I think last week was massive for Tipperary, um, and I think now that he's he's probably happy enough with with, with how things are. A few key players coming back, like Shami Callanan. Um, I think Tipper in really good shape. Waterford seem to be in really good shape. Really like they've had a really good league, haven't they, Paul? Really good, and uh, like I was very impressed with them last week. That that game last weekend in, in Salt Hill, it was a funny one because I think it was kind of a, a proper game for the first hour, maybe first fifty minutes, and then like the last, you know, the last fifteen minutes just kind of became more of a, a challenge game, didn't it? Um, but when when in when it was on, it was on. There was nothing between them, and I I wouldn't read Anthony into the scoreline there at the end. I was really impressed with uh, with Waterford, and I I yeah I I I think they could have a say this year, really do. Um, but in terms of the weekend, I don't think I don't think either of them are going to be particularly pushed. You know, maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm wrong, but I think I think they're already looking at the Munster Championship now, both of them. Yeah, and there is a potential meeting in the Munster Championship if Waterford get over the Clare place, but I suppose. There's question marks over Waterford and they probably won't be answered till the championship begins. Um, they have struggled backing up a good year of Ireland to bring it into the next year and then Tiger Burke at centre back uh, was just unbelievable last year. And mm. that question mark won't really be answered until they're in the heat of battle in the championship, really. Yeah, no. That is the thing for them, isn't it? But I think it's different this year. I think it's different. Um, I think. Yeah, he's done a great job. There's a great management team there. It's not just him, it's not just Cal either. You know, there's a great seems to be a great group of coaches working in there. And I don't think they're gonna I don't think I yeah. I have been impressed with what they've done. And I think they're gonna they're gonna have a I gonna I think they're gonna have a good year. I think that what the, if you think about it, Paul, really, like God, 2017 for them such a downer. You know, that was only four years ago. And like last year was only three years ago. But they pulled them out of that straight. Usually with Waterford, like you say, they kind of go well one year and then just they disappear for, you know, they're, they're just, it's a bit of a setback and they go back a bit. Well, he's done some job getting them back up and their conditioning is savage. Like I think Limerick physically are, you know, they just look awesome. Galway aren't far behind them. I think Waterford have done amazing work as well. Like, you know, um, they just look really strong, and uh, Munster is going to be savage this year. <laughs> they're going to need a bit of luck as well. But Waterford, I think they're going to have a say. Whether they they do that the direct route or not, I'm not sure. But they're going to be there. And like as you mentioned with Tip Liam, she'd be delighted. He's found a few players. Brian McGrath, Seamus Callan's back. But I suppose. The intriguing thing about Tip has been their setup from the puck outs, giving the opposition the ball in the full back line and then just basically hoping to attack the other team, tackling around the middle third. And in one way, it has worked, but in another way, you'd wonder, is it the best decision? Because we've seen so many 
scores in Hurling come from the opposition's full back line getting the ball? Yeah, I like it's it's interesting. It is interesting. I thought it was really interesting what they did against Limerick. Will they do that in the championship? I don't know. I think I think they're trying things out. Um, I think Tip will go back to the traditional selves for the championship, and then they might they have that tactic then for when they might need it. I think they might be eyeing a Limerick. Might you know? Um, because it was interesting. It, it definitely when they played Limerick that day, it definitely caught Limerick a little bit, didn't it? Um, but in terms of them, I think for championship they'll go back to their like. I don't think Tipperary know any other way to be honest. I think they're just trying to have a plan B. Uh, like they're definitely yeah, they're traditional hurlers, and like you look at the characters in there: Liam Sheedy, Eamon O'Shea, you know, Tommy. <laughs> They're not going to change. I, I'm not expecting any big tactical change in the championship. No way. No. Yeah, the final game then, um, Cork versus Galway uh, in Porky Cueve on Sunday in Division 1A. Galway sitting top at the moment. But similar to tip, Cork have obviously completely changed their game style this year of the short passing. And I suppose it has been interesting and they look like a team means business, even if you're looking at their management teams and games, Donald O'Grady always seems to be at something on the sideline and they have a very impressive management team, a bit like Tip, and they are definitely trying something different this year. Yeah, just the game of the weekend for me in Hurling, I'll be honest with you, really looking forward to it. Um, I think both teams would want to get a good performance in. Yeah. Cork have a huge challenge down the road, massive challenge. Um, I, I, I'd say they'd be disappointed just with the nature of the defeat last weekend against Limerick. Uh, I know they were all, Kieran Kingston was smiling away afterwards and you know they, they did well, like they created lots of chances. They're creating unreal chances. Um, but I, I, I think he wants a performance to take into the, into the, the championship. I think he really needs that. I think these lads need it. Like if they were to go lose that game to Limerick and then lose this one as well, and like all the fine work they've done, then you know you might have some people asking questions in the dressing room. God, where well we did so well, but you know we're back to back defeats. So that's why I'm kind of I'm kind of I'm kind of um, you know drifting towards Cork and this one home advantage as well. Um, I think. Yeah, I, I think they need they need something, a, a performance. When I say need, I don't mean result. I'm talking about a performance. So that's why I think I'd go with Cork. And I think Galway are, I think they've had a really decent league. You know, I, I really, you know, um, really impressed with, with them going forward. I think, I think Shane O'Neill probably is looking at the backs and kind of, you know, there's one or two positions maybe to, to be filled there. Um, but I think, Going forward, they've been look really well. I think um, some of the link up there against Waterford last weekend was phenomenal. You know, Concanon um, is just, he's like he's always had the talent, but I actually think he's kind of found his he's kind of you know he's found himself really. He's found his, his level now, and he's he's confident and and you know you know being part of it. Um, it was just some of the vision was savage between himself and Joe Canning at the weekend. And, um, 
you know, he, he's a different sort of player as well. Now, Galway, we have the big, strong hurlers, a lot of big guys in there. But just he brings something a bit different as well. So, look, they've got a bit of a layoff as well. They have a few weeks to wait. So, I think the urgency is probably greater for Cork. Is the Joe Kenning experiment um, at midfield? I thought you were going to say experiment with the helmet. <laughs> Blue helmet. What's that all about? It's definitely confusing us all. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I suppose he was at midfield the last day and he kind of moved in uh, then for a while, I suppose. And then the tip game, he was taken off there. So I suppose... Midfield is a position as well that's still kind of up for grabs because Johnny Cohn was taken off the last day after uh, half an hour. So hmm. they definitely still uh, have doubt hmm. who's going to be there. I don't think Joe will play midfield. Like Joe will always kind of drift out anyway. But like I, I think the hope is David Burke <clears throat> will be back. Um, they've got a couple of weeks to go to the big championship game, whoever they're playing. Um, and um, I think I think he's going to be back. I think Johnny Cohn and David Burke will be midfield, and I think Joe will play not in inside in the full forward line, but I think he'll kind of go to his more natural kind of uh, half forward. And he'll drift out as well. Interesting experiment, though. And you see how dangerous he was when he did move in close to the goal. Like some of the passes, it's phenomenal. You know, so two amazing assists. And he just still has it. Like, that's kind of stuff. You can't coach that. Like, he's just so instinctive and just opens up defences, you know, with a flick of the wrist. Um, so, I think the big cause for Galway are in defence. Um, let's see what happens there. Um, I think there's an, an opening there at uh, cornerback. Uh, good to see Dahi back at fullback, actually, again. Um, you know, it's mad. He, he hasn't played too many league games, Dahi. <laughs> With, a, with his football commitments with Corrafin over the years. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I, like I'm expecting, I, I think Gaul will do really well this year. Um, I think if they can get out of Leinster, if they can go the direct route in Leinster, I give them a big shot, a big shout at it, you know, big shout at the big prize. Um, and, um, the low, like Limerick is obviously a team that has got, in terms of championship, has won. You know they 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 have gotten looked the stronger team in the last couple of meetings. Um, but I think I think Galway never feared Limerick. They wouldn't fear any of them. You know they they will feel on their day they're as good as any of them. And I think they might have learned a lot as well from last year, Paul, losing to Limerick the way they did in the semi final. I think they'd be disappointed with that. And I think they're. You know, I think Shane O'Neill as well must have been difficult for him last year coming in there, getting to know these players he didn't know. And then the bloody COVID thing comes along and the pandemic comes along and plans go out the window. And but I think maybe he's a better idea of 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 of, of the players, of the personalities, and you know, yeah, I I I think I think they're up there for me, definitely up there. Yeah, we'll definitely um, be interesting to see how the, them games get on in Division 1 for the final round of games this weekend. But um, thanks a million for your time, Darren. Great talking to you, Paul.